So what does it mean when we talk about the divine feminine? What do people mean when they say that? Most of us grew up in a pretty traditional religious environment, and we have a relationship with the Father God. We understand that concept. We've, we've had something relatable about that concept. But very few of us have actually had conversation about God the Mother. And at Unity, it's interesting because we most often speak about God that comes from that emanates through us, that comes from inside of us, about our oneness with the divine and our way of expressing the divine. But if today we talk about the divine feminine, it changes some things. So for the women in the room, this is an opportunity for you, for you to consider a God that looks like you. What if there was a God like you? What if the face of the divine for your whole life had been like you? How would that have changed your relationship, your ability to connect? If the qualities that we honored and made, uh, in, in most traditions, made worship of, were love and nurturing and the ability to say no when no is the right answer. The ability to create safety. The ability to care when it seems impossible to care. How would it change if your face was created in the same image? And for our men, it changes as well, doesn't it? Because how would it be if the face of God for you had been the beloved? Had been... If you had grown up believing that that was the partnership, which is how many women have made relationship with a male God, they've made God a partner, God the beloved, God the father, or God the lover. What if it was different for you? What if your relationship with God were with a God who was different from you? who you held in a different kind of embrace, who you recognize differently. Inside of us all is a piece of this divine feminine. None of us in this room only carry the qualities of the masculine or the qualities of the feminine. All of those are the qualities of humanity, aren't they? We simply make focus on the divine feminine because sometimes we honor the intellect and the power more than we honor the nurturing and the love and the tenderness. And it's important on a day like today that we talk about that, that we recognize the extreme power in kindness, the great strength of love. What truly happens when we call all of the qualities of who we are to the surface and we change our relationship with the holy? So for us as women, as mothers or daughters of mothers, for us, we recognize that we hold a different kind of power, a different kind of influence in the world. For those of us who are men, 
we recognize that there's something inside of us to bring to the surface, that we, there's a softness. And in unity, we see a lot of that in our men. Our particular faith tradition cultivates that tenderness. And we tend to call to us men who are gentle-hearted and kind and bring a quality into the world that is rare and meaningful. So we, in our history, um, over time, have lost the divine feminine face. But it exists in many, many faiths. Obviously, in the Hindu faith, we see it in the, in the neo-pagan and pagan faiths, in the Celtic faiths. We see it all over the planet. Um, in the South American faiths, in those that came out of the indigenous tribal cultures. But we also see it in Christianity. It's just not talked about. And so I want to, t- I want to invite you into understanding the concept of Sophia, which goes back into the Old Testament. And that in the Old Testament, Sophia was first seen as the partner of God. She was the divine feminine, and you see this in the Jewish culture. You hear more about it in the Jewish culture in their embrace of the Old Testament teachings. But you see the concept of Sophia as wisdom, and then you see Sophia embodied as the partner of Solomon, again, a voice bringing wisdom forth. And these stories are written and interpreted in many different ways, and one of the great gifts in unity is we get to have our own interpretation. But those stories are still there. And we still have the power to look at them. Sophia is represented by the dove. So when Jesus was baptized and received the gift of the Holy Spirit, in what form did it come? And what was the gift at that time? What was the gift? could be peace. But what about the gift of love, of the wisdom of divine love? Isn't that really what we most learn from the stories of Jesus? To love beyond love, to love beyond who a person is, how they exercise their life, what they're up to, to simply love openly and completely. This divine wisdom of love is powerful for us. And on a day like today, when we look at motherhood, we, we may be looking through the eyes of not being good enough. It's very rare to find a mother who can't identify at least one day she made a mistake, <laughs> right? If we could go back, we would all change something about the way we've mothered. There is something we would do differently. And yet, who we are today and who our children are, who we are because of our mother's mistakes, all of that comes through divine love, doesn't it? We are all here as the result of the circumstances that brought us into the world. And our children, we know, will grow up wise and capable because we love them. I want you to think about this wisdom. I want you to really consider how you move it that it exists within you, that it's not just a concept, that the qualities of love and compassion and intuition 
exist in everybody. We speak a lot about, about a mother's knowing, mother's intuition. I was saying in the earlier service, my mother called me two days ago. I hadn't had a chance to talk to her last week, and last week was very eventful for me. And she called me two days ago and said, you've been on my mind all week. What's happening with you? Which she does, just faithfully. She knows when something is going on. So we tend to think of that as a feminine quality, but the truth is our fathers know, the men know, because mother's intuition is not a gift that is given just to women. Mother's intuition is a gift of the divine feminine that comes through us. Mother's love is a gift of the divine feminine that comes through us. Mother's ability to create safety comes through the divine mother through us. So we are here carrying something that we can't afford to deny, a gift in the world. And whether you have a child of your own or you simply carry the energy of love into what you do, we are all mothers somehow. We are all here mothering somehow. We mother each other, don't we, when something is wrong and we open our arms and we hold each other. We mother each other when someone is hurt and we go and care for them. We mother each other when we stand up and say no. This day was originally designed as a day for mothers to say no. It was originally founded for the purpose of mothers saying no to war, that they would no longer condone it or, or uh, speak to it in a kind way or tolerate their husbands coming to them for kind caress when they were continuing to bring war into the household and taking children away for it. The powers of the Divine Mother are vital to the world that we share. So on this day, when it's very easy to be trite, to say Happy Mother's Day and not really think about what it means, when it's very easy to just have a nice cake and some pretty flowers and move on through this day as though it was just a simple day of celebration, I invite you to hold it deeper in your heart. I invite you to to feel what it is, this mothering God inside of you. To ask yourself how you're mothering the world. What is it that you will offer on this Mother's Day in care and love and concern, in safety and clear boundary making, in strength and wisdom? Because that's ours to do. I have some quotes for you. Oprah Winfrey said, biology is the least of what it takes to make a mother. Sam Levinson said, insanity is hereditary. You get it from your kids. (laughs) Lionel Kaufman said, children are a great comfort in your old age, and they help you reach it faster, too. Red Button said, never raise your hands to your kids. It leaves your groin unprotected. (laughs) William Ross Wallace said, for the hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. I love that one. 